Welcome to the new sound of online radio. Welcome to the sound of Universal Broadcasting Network. She's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Katherine Gray. Hello, welcome to Live, Love, Thrive Women's Empowerment Hour, brought to you by 360karma.com. We hope you're joining the Women's Empowerment Conversation on our Facebook and, of course, following us on Twitter and Instagram at My360Karma. Today, we have on an amazing woman. She's an actress, a director, a writer, and a stand-up comedian. Oh, my gosh. Uh, please give a warm welcome to amazing woman, Wendy Hammers. Hi, Wendy. How are you? I'm great. Great, great. to be here. Oh, great to have you here. Oh, my gosh. We met not that long ago. Uh, you were directing a friend's uh, one-woman show. Yes, which is on a good, good win. Yes, it was amazing. A very British lesbian, right? She is, yes. And yeah. we had a blast. And I was... A delight to meet you there, and I'm so glad you came to see the show. So, oh, me too, me too. So even if so that we met, right? Uh, but your dynamic energy uh, really uh, drew me to you, and I thought, who is this woman? And uh, I've learned since all the incredible things that you've done. I mean, uh, certainly never a dull moment in your life, right? No, I, yeah. I, I wear a lot of hats. I, you I, do. I do feel like being creative is oxygen, and I have to find ways to take that energy, and so I do whatever yeah. I can to do yeah. utilize that. I think we're kindred spirits in that respect yeah I agree I and know also in our love of community I know you have yes. I see how you love to support other women and that's for me that's very much it, it's essential to who I am yeah I, I like see I you're a to. connector like me yes yeah we love connecting people and get a big thrill out of it. that yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah well you know it's a beautiful thing to connect this person to that person and have it work out and ha have it help them and yeah there's a lot of joy in that mm -hmm. isn't it I think yeah. it makes the world a sweeter, smaller place. Yeah, I think yeah. it makes it like, oh, okay, we're all kind of in this together. Yeah. When things are good and when things are not so good, you feel yeah. like you have your tribe. Yeah. It does help. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I have your bio. You have such an incredible bio. You've done so many amazing things. And uh, um, I did catch your uh, stand-up comedy act on The Late Show. Um, trying to th Craig, Ferguson, Craig Ferguson, right? Yes. And I, I have to say that one joke that you told about you graduated from NYU, but yes. nobody told you it meant... Now you're unemployed. Exactly. <laughs> they do not mention that when they say forty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, yeah. I love that joke. I just have to Thank say. Thank you. And uh, you're very funny. Uh, is I, since you do all of these things, writing, uh, directing, producing, uh, acting, and and the comedic work, is there a favorite, or do you love it all? I love it all. But yeah. There is a absolute favorite. Yeah. Like hands down favorite, and that is being an actor. Mm -hmm. From the time I was a little girl, yeah. five or six years old, doing skits in Debbie Milgram's garage, New Jersey. Yeah. And I thought, this is the coolest thing ever. And that's what I love. That's my passion. Yeah. And um, it hasn't changed. It's, it's, I'm a few years older than six now, and I love it as much <laughs> as I ever did. And the fact that I get to transform and be different people in my work keeps yes. it 
interesting. That, so that sounds like a very cool job. It's a very cool job. Uh, so you started off in New Jersey. You were born there. Uh, I was born actually in Doctors Hospital in New York City. Oh. My mother likes to say the Lucille Ball suite. Of course you were. Uh, you know, hello. <laughs> uh, and uh, and I was born there. And then I lived in we lived in we lived in the Bronx uh-huh. at first. And then when I was six, we moved to New Jersey, a mm-hmm. place called Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Oh yeah, I've heard yeah. of that. I've been there. Yeah, it's yeah. I would say there's a mall there. Say, <laughs> not, not only is there a mall there, it was the original mall. People yeah. used to say back in the day, oh, you're from the place where the mall is. Because oh it was the gosh. only place at first. Yeah. yeah, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. I used to say, uh, no cherries, no hills. Just lots of Jersey. <laughs> a lot of guys just named lots Vinny. lots of malls. Yeah, malls and guys named Vinny with blow-dried chest hairs. Yeah. Very like what you would think, the cliche Jersey. And I grew up there. Yeah. And then I escaped to New York, and I went to college at NYU, as you mentioned. Yeah, great um, school. It was a great school, yeah. and it was a great experience, because it was like I was majoring in acting and theater, and I was surrounded by it all the time. And, mm-hmm. How you know, fun. Very fun. Yeah. So, but yes, but acting is my first love. You know, I have to tell you a quick story about that. Um, so, a couple years ago, I got very sick, and yes. I'm all better now, yes. which I know we'll probably talk about. But, right. Um, and I had pancreatic cancer. Yes. And I was going to say, why don't we talk about yeah, that? Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah. So, yeah. I so, mean, uh, so this was how many years ago? So, I was diagnosed in July of 2015. Wow. And I had this 11 and a half month surreal dance with cancer, and then I was got the all clear in 2016 wow. when my oncologist which is told a me. a miracle. It is a miracle. I'm a lucky woman. My doctor told me, this is so great, you'll love this, when they no longer have any findings, there's nothing on this that they can remark on on the scan, uh, they, they say the findings are unremarkable. And who knew that being unremarkable would be, would the be so thing remarkable. Ever said to me. Right. It's like the <laughs> nicest thing anybody ever told me. Yeah. You understand. So um, I'm, I'm waving over here your beautiful friend who understands because she's My a survivor. Wife, yeah. Yes, your beautiful <laughs> wife. And yeah. she told me she was, I just found out she was a survivor. So one Yay. of my sisters. Yay. But uh, yeah, so so pancreatic cancer. So when I got through that, people were like, oh, you're a warrior. You could do anything, anything. You're a rock star. Look what you do. I go, well, I would like to be an actor. I would like to pursue my acting again. They go, well, you can't do that. Yeah. I mean, because cancer is one thing, but show business, that's really freaking hard. Right. So people have this idea about acting that it's just this undoable thing or it's right. and or that it's too late. And I don't right. I don't relate to that. I right. feel like it's I never have this too late life. to do anything. Well, especially when you think you're not gonna have a life and you then yeah. you have it. You're like, okay, I've got this cool thing called life. Now what am I gonna do with it? Yes. How do I, you know, as Mary Oliver says, how are you spending your days? Yes. What are you choosing on a given day to do with your time? Do you feel like before you had the cancer that you uh, maybe weren't living each day to its absolute fullest the way you do now? Did, was there any shift there, or have you always been a person that really lived it full on? I've always been an optimist. Yeah. That, uh, that is me. Yeah. That's where I feel like we're very similar. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think I was doing the creative piece of my own work. I was midwifing and supporting a lot of other artists, which right. I still do and I love to do, but I think my own work was a little bit quieted. Yeah. And unlike yeah, my sometimes... belly, which just talked, that was not quieted at all. I don't know if you heard that. My stomach just made yeah. it lovely. Um, so it, it is true. It is easier to help other people than to do things ourselves sometimes. There's an expression you know? called the shadow artist. Sometimes yeah. people, it's safer for them to put somebody else out in the spotlight and not right. do their own work. But I, yeah, so I, I think that the biggest difference, maybe two differences from the time before I was sick to after, um, I do know that every day is a gift and that also every day is like nothing's promised or guaranteed. Yeah. We really only have today. I always say squeeze every day like a lemon. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah that's that. Well, I, I try to live by I that. I think that's you great, do. Yeah. yeah. But I would say that um, the biggest difference uh, in terms of after and before, I really, I, 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 don't, I don't live in fear. Right. Because, you told me it made you more your authentic self. And yes. I think fear is what keeps people from being authentic. I agree. So once you're fearless... You can be completely authentic. Yeah. 
right? Yeah, no, I, I think yeah. that's true. Well, I think because people say, well, what's the worst thing that can happen to you? Right. And like, I mean, what are you going to do, get cancer? And I'm like, wait, I already right. did that. Yeah. And I'm still here, so now what do I want to do? Yeah. It's, it's like a second lease, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about your amazing journey. So mm-hmm. you started off doing acting in New York. Mm-hmm. And what were you what were you doing there after school? Did you do some theater? Or? I did a lot of theater in New York. A lot York. of theater. And then I did a one-woman show that was uh, directed in college. It was my undergraduate thesis, directed by the late, great Spalding Gray. I don't know if you know who he was. but he was Nobody had a good name. And we grew, and, yeah, he sure did. I think he spelled it. Oh, he's it my father. Through. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out right here on the show today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Spalding was a brilliant monologist. He called himself a sit-down monologist. Mm-hmm. And he was my teacher at NYU. And he taught uh, a class in fictionali- fictionalizing the self, which was about how to take your own personal story, mm-hmm. make it stage-worthy without it being indulgent. And so I started doing solo work there at NYU, solo plays. And oh, wow. it never occurred to me that, and then people laughed in all the right places. My first show was called Sweatpants, a play about sweating and panting. And they were laughing with you, not at you, right? Yes, <laughs> true. And also, once they laughed, I went, oh, rather than being an actor who's waiting for the phone to ring, I can actually do work as a comic. So I had this accidental career as a stand-up for 30 years. Oh, my it was never gosh. my plan. Wow. But it was a way to, there was a way to, to do work and make a living. Was the pinnacle of your comedic career when you got on The Late Show? No. No. Okay. I didn't know because some people would say that would be game changing or. Well, I I did go on the Oprah show. That was cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. A thousand screaming women in an audience at the Universal Amphitheater. That was so fun. Yeah. That sounds as good as it gets. Yeah. It was great. I think that the pinnacle was understanding that my voice and what I had to say in the world could be translated into other forms. Ultimately, I. The stand up comedy world and people that do it brilliantly, I have great regard for. But ultimately, you're talking to a group of drunk people in a bar. And as I got older, that wasn't really my audience anymore. Right. As much as a theater audience where people yeah. were actually facing the right direction and wanted to listen to what you had to say. Right. So I started doing solo theater. And I've done three, three and a half solo shows now, uh, toured the country with them and done all of that. But it's the same skill set. So once you did that yourself, then you decided, hey, I could direct and show other people how to do this. That's the show I saw. Yeah. I mean, people started asking me to do this and I kept going, oh, no, no, I'm an actor. It's interesting when we get stuck in an idea of ourselves, it's limiting. Because people kept saying, but I really would like to hire you to do this. Yeah, I told you I had somebody the other day, Grammy Award-winning artist. She's like, I want her to help direct my one-woman show. So now you are kind of known for that. But how wonderful you're helping these women to do that. Well, I I like the idea of a voice. Um, I like the idea that we all have these voices. And if we all have something to say. And if you don't use your voice... It's kind of selfish in a way because mm-hmm. we all have a different contribution to make. So if Absolutely. you don't share your voice, then the world is 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 bereft of it. Yes. And that's not fair. Yeah. And I always say that about just people in general not using their gifts. Mm. Uh, some people say, what is my gift? Your gift is whatever you really, really love to do. And that's what you should be doing because that's your gift and that's your way of giving back. And you're probably providing something that someone else doesn't have. I'm yeah. sorry to be such a comic here, but you're reminding me of a joke from my act, <laughs> which is I always like to say, you know, I read this very spiritual book called Do What You Love and the Money Will Follow. Doesn't that sound great? <laughs> I remember this. Right, and I say, if it works out by this time next year, I have a million dollars for masturbating going to lunch with my friends, <laughs> which is the gig that everybody wants. But you never see that like on, you know, they don't list that on the, in the <laughs> listings of job op- applications. So, But I, I think it's true. If, if you have something that you want to share in the world and you don't do it, I think it can make you physically sick. I think that there's a right. shutdown in the body that goes on. And right. that's what I looked at with the cancer. I was like, well, you're doing so many things that make sense in your life. You're in 
a gorgeous marriage, you have yeah. a great partner, a beautiful son, a community of friends and work that you love, yeah. all that's great. Why would you get this thing called cancer? Right. Which ultimately, as we were talking about earlier, Deborah and I were talking about, is a gift. Yeah. Even though it sounds like very woo-woo in California. Oh, my yeah. God. It <laughs> is a gift because it it's a teacher. And right. I would lie in bed with my aching belly for a year when I couldn't lie on my side. And I would say, okay, cancer, you're my teacher. What do you got for me today? Yeah. And what kept coming up over and over again was, you have words to share in the world. Go share them in the biggest way that makes sense to you. Right. So one of the things I've been doing now it's a lot of empowerment speaking, which mm -hmm. I love. Yeah. Talking to women all over the country. I, I partied with the wild women of Wichita, uh, 250 women cancer survivors last summer. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I did a show uh, this year in West Virginia for a group of people who had donated money to build a cancer research center. And, you know, to give people that perspective. Even now, when you do your pain, you've got to find the funny. Or you, Absolutely. You yeah. know, Live, Love, Thrive was derived from a friend who started a group that said, oh, my God, all the cancer groups are so depressing <laughs> that I want to give people, like, hope and right. inspiration right. and positivity and start it like this holistic Reiki healing, my friend B.J. Lentini in New York, and it was called Live, Love, Thrive. I didn't and know I that. said, That's oh, my cool. gosh, in honor of you, I would like to call my show Live, Love, Thrive. And she said, absolutely. That's great. So it actually came from my friend uh, who's a, a pancreatic cancer survivor. Oh, I know, and yeah. Yeah, more oh. than five years ago, uh, she was diagnosed, and she's still rocking and rolling and doing this grassroots thing to help other women oh. with cancer. So meet her. She sounds awesome. Yeah. So when you um, – when you do these empowerment talks, do you intersperse your comedy? Okay. Uh, so you take everything and kind of put it into one, right? Yes. And then yeah. so the ultimate answer to, you know, the difference before and after is I think as we get older, we start to understand, look, this is what you have to offer the world. Some people, it's going to be great for some people. Some people are not going to, you know. I have a friend, Doris Roberts, the late great Doris Roberts. She was on um, yeah. Everybody, Everybody Loves, Loves Raymond, Raymond and many yeah. other things. And she had six callbacks for that part. Six times she had to go back in in front of producers and do what she does. Yeah. And she said to me, you know, Wendy, someday people, some days people are buying your brand. And some days they're not buying your brand. And she goes, I just had to hope they were buying my brand. Yeah. And every time she went back for the callback, she did basically the same thing because that's yeah. what she had to offer. Yeah. And they finally went, yeah, you're Ray's mom. And yeah. now then you see her, you can't imagine anybody else doing it. Right. So, But, you know, it, it goes to show uh, what people go through to jump through hoops to get roles like that, mm -hmm. that people at home sitting there don't realize, you yeah. know, how difficult it was. You know, six callbacks. Wow. Um, yeah. So what was um, – I, I see in your resume that you were on All My Children. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A long time ago. When yeah. I first started out. When you first started. Job, I got yeah. my union card from All My Children. That was my first television job. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I was going to ask you your first. So that was the that first. That was my first one. Yeah. I did a couple of them. I You're played. probably like, why did she bring this up? No, yeah. I don't mind. I just have to think back. It's a long time ago. I was yeah. in my early 20s. I was right out of NYU. This great woman named Joan Dincheco was a casting director. And I don't even remember how I connected with her. But she, she got me and she said, okay, I'm going to give you a shot. You've never done this, but I, I know you can do this. And everybody needs those little angels in their yes. life who believe in them and see, have yeah. a vision and share the vision and say, I want to walk this with way on your path with you because yeah. I believe in you so she got me my first gig I played a waitress in one of them I played a nurse in one of them just basic stuff yeah but I was but fun. I do know in Hollywood it is funny you know these new actors will come into town and they'll say oh you don't have any experience so we can't cast you and so how do you ever get the experience to get cast somebody's got to give you a break be, right yeah and that's why you have to share your authentic self because mm -hmm. if you're hiding people don't get to see who you are and they don't know what juicy juiciness you have to offer to the world right. in your work right you have to really you know if you show up it's like you know ever, have you ever been on a date with somebody who doesn't really care where you go for dinner and doesn't yeah. really care which movie like nothing yeah. everything's like just nah yeah yeah you don't get to know who they are yeah i want people to have passion about life absolutely have an opinion Me too. And care yeah 
So. Yeah, that's what I love about my wife. Uh, so <laughs> She's awesome. passionate about life. Do you know, I have to tell you, yeah. seeing the two of you, you're both glowing. It's so wonderful to be around that energy. And I recognize it because I feel blessed to have that with my partner. Yeah. But we're lucky because not everybody gets to have that. Garth. So, yes, Garth. Garth is your honey, right? Yeah. I know you said yeah. you met your person. Yeah, He's a lot of people guy. call it that, your person. Because I, it's I, bigger. We both met it, our person. It encompasses everything. Yeah. He's, he's, um, he's just the one I choose to share my life with, and yeah. I feel really fortunate. Does it feel uh, easy with him? Mm-hmm. Like, And Graceful. do you have a lot of compatibility? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's the key. Yeah, somebody once said, the person that you can feel comfortable doing nothing with. Yeah, like just hanging out yes. is a del- delight. Yeah, it's, the, it's wonderful. I mean, it might be boring for somebody else, but it looks good. To, it feels good to us. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, now you do something really interesting. You've done over a hundred shows from something you call Tasty Words. Yes, right. Yes, over a hundred shows. That's yeah, a I lot. One hundred thirty now. Wow. Yeah, but like, I'm just trying to yeah. keep up with you here, lady. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, these live shows. Tell me about Tasty Words and. You know, maybe some of the people at home that are writers or comedians or actors would like to participate Absolutely. in these. And it's tastywords.com, It's tastywords.com. Yeah. Yes. Um, so several years ago, 15 years ago now, a couple of things happened all in the space of a year and a half. 9-11 happened. Oh, my gosh. Um, I was in New York. Oh, you were? Yeah. My dear friend Judy Toll passed away. She was one of the original groundlings. She was a writer on Sex and the City. One of the funniest people anybody ever met. And I went through a divorce. Those three things happened in the space of a year and a half. And I thought to myself, if I do not create a space for myself and my friends to get on stage and share share our stories, our heads will explode. Right. It's too much. And so right. we started in a children's bookstore. And I think art that gallery. might apply right now. Yes, too. it does. I agree. <laughs> Just FYI. No, but go ahead. I agree. And that's why yeah. live theater and things like this communication, people need that connection. It's like mm-hmm. we're starving for it. Mm-hmm. So I started with uh, folding chairs and cookies and milk, and we charged tickets for $5. Mm-hmm. And we were in a children's bookstore in Montana. And that grew into now, 15 years later, we're in a 330 seat theater at the Moss. We have a podcast, and we also um, perform all over. And it's all hilarious and horrifying real life stories written and told by the people who live them wow. as I like to say a story is good enough to eat and it is so much fun it is such a it delight fun. and it, it's a safe place for people to feel be in community and we laugh our heads off and we have so many different themes themes excuse me I we can't have, imagine you having fun but if you say no, so no you have to take my word for it <laughs> uh, but we do have fun we usually have an acoustic musical act that opens the show yeah. we've had everybody from Lorraine Newman and her sister Tracy Newman, who's brilliant. Stephen Tobolowski and the late great Ann Mira. We have Taylor Negron, um, Annabelle Gerwich. I mean, there's so many, so much talent. It's, authors. it's L.A. So. It's L.A. We have so yeah. much, yet. and people are so generous, and they're so. We did, we've done themes, everything from adoption to um, uh, I'm too sexy for my shirt, sex show, like every theme. Yeah. We've done it, and yeah. it is really fun to feel like you're hanging out in a living room with 300 people sharing stories. Well, especially with all the artists, you know, writers, directors, you know, poets, whatever. Yes, all of it. That sounds like a wonderful synergy and a wonderful space that you're creating for them to all come together and and support each other. And Thank you. Well, I literally did because I had no choice. I felt like I had to express. Yeah. And I, again, I gave back to this thing of, I think as, as artists, and again, you said, what does, defines an artist? Mm -hmm. Someone's using their authentic voice. Yes. I mean, I met a woman recently, Garth and I were in Beverly Hills walking around just window shopping and we went to Vera Wang and we ran into this young woman and she makes artwork on a matchbook. Oh my gosh. I mean, like Frank Sinatra, like anything on yeah. this big and it was, she showed it to us, it was extraordinary. I love that. But that I makes me tick. Yeah, you gotta yeah. see it. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. But like if you, if you can add joy to the world, 
and yeah. you can feel you've expressed yourself. I think we'd be a better planet if everybody felt expressed. Yes. You know? Yes. People Wouldn't that be nice stuck. if we could turn that button on? Yeah. 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 So Tasty Words started 15 years ago. You're doing it. Can people? Where can people find it now on tastywords.com? And, like, when are your shows? I know this is airing, you know, we're, in October. we're in October right yeah. now. And People should check the yeah. website, um, and then they will see the upcoming themes. What's coming and up. And open to submit. I'm always looking for new writers. Yeah. Um, always looking for new voices, people of different backgrounds. I'm interested in hearing different so kinds of stories. Do they? So they have to submit. Submit and be accepted to be able to yes, to, it's to a attend. curated series to to perform. Perform, it's but anyone curated. can attend. Oh yeah, it's open oh, to the public. And okay, it's so we're fun. going. Oh yeah, you'll love it. Yeah. I'm so excited to share it with you. So yeah, so that's the best thing to do is to check the website. Do you still do stand up comedy? I do. I do. Uh, I still play Vegas. I oh still. Oh my gosh! Yeah, really? Yeah, it's just it's a muscle. It's you just must like a have fun. a good political joke. I, <laughs> if I put you on the spot, you can tell me later. I, I would say that I'm not... Um, oh, you're trying to not be political? No, me- I mean, I have a very strong feeling about what's going on, but it's hard for me to find the funny. The yeah. people that are political comics that can find funny in it are... Yeah. I'm They're in genius. Awe. Yes, yeah. Stephen Seth Colbert. Myers, all of them. They're amazing because they are. I just get too sad. It's like, yeah. I mean, I think about the president, I just want to eat carbs, and that's not funny. <laughs> that's just the truth. So what do you do with that? But thank God you're going to Italy where the carbs have less gluten, as yes, my wife just told so you. Thrilled. This is my This has made my whole day just learning this it's good news yeah no I was telling her beforehand that I said I survived pancreatic cancer and all I got was this lousy president <laughs> so there's that um, well that's a good one yeah but, but what about acting are you still doing your acting and yes. in what capacity and oh. what other shows have you done other than all my children tell us a little bit about um, your career and maybe what was a favorite the Sopranos I oh was on gosh. which was so fun Mad About You um, oh I love Mad About Bernie You Bernie Mac show mm-hmm. um, love that. Got Oprah I mentioned uh, lots of comedy shows uh, yeah, I'm still acting. I did three plays this year. I was in a um, celebrity production of Vagina Monologues that I also produced oh, with my yes. dear friend Deborah Kagan. You told me about it that. It was amazing. We had Rosario Dawson and Marissa Tomei and Wanda Sykes. And I, I put the and talent Jane together. Fonda. And Jane Fonda. And I don't even know how I did it. It was amazing. It yeah. was like this synergistic gestalt. Like people wanted to be part of it because... Yeah. You know, because of what's going on in the world. And yes. women need to speak up. And we need to... Listen, we tried the male paradigm thing. Didn't go that well. Let's do something right. different, people. It's like, let's try this. Well, the so. vagina monologues I saw years ago mm-hmm. has always been trailblazing. But even more pertinent today with the Me Too movement. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, That's so people great were, that you... It was amazing. So we did that. We raised $30,000 for Peace Over Violence, oh, which is a great a organization. great organization. Great yeah, organization. I've been wanting yeah. to have them on. Oh, they're great. Yeah. yeah. Um, Patty um, Giggins. And so... And then, let's see, uh, I did two other plays this year. I, I did guess. a play called Grey Nomad with the Australian Theatre Company, who are based in Los Angeles, go figure. And there are hundreds of cool Australians, and I was like the this sort of... Um, I feel like I got the, 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 like the, the one token American who snuck in with all the cool kids. Uh-huh. And I did this play, and in the play, I played a nudist. Yes, you heard it right here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I'm so sorry we missed that I, show. I am, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we'll make a comeback. <laughs> and yeah, and so fun. did you have to do an Australian accent? No, they, oh, they changed the goodness. role to make it American. They wanted a wild oh, American. And I said, oh, I can do that. Oh, they had the right it girl. Great. It was great, exactly. <laughs> and then I did a very different turn, which is why acting is so fun, because it was so different. I did a play called When We Were Young and Unafraid. Afraid, written by Sarah Treem, who wrote The Affair uh, and uh, the, the um, 
in treatment for HBO. She created this beautiful play, and that was a very different role, uh, much more aligned with Me Too in that I played a woman who ran a bed and breakfast into the Pacific Northwest, but it doubled as a safe house for women who were being battered and who wow. needed. So that was incredible. Oh so I just looking forward yeah, to finding are. new parts of myself through my work in this next year. I love it. So, You're always rediscovering, yeah. reinventing, and doing you know amazing things. Uh, when, you. you have some. Uh, you're working on a new book. I am. Yeah. Yes. So Tell can I share? That. Well, I, yes. Well, I started a book. I had an agent in New York that was interested before I got sick, and then everything got put on hold. And I finally figured out in this past couple months a, a way to make it all make sense together. And it's parts of the ripe show I had done, stand-up comedy, snatches from my journal, all together. And I think with writers, we basically have a couple of themes that follow us through our life. We're asking the same questions over and over again in a different, slightly different form. And most of my writing, my life has been about body, sex, body, food, those three things. Right. That's an ongoing conversation I've been having with myself and others. So this book is you called... You and a million thousand, you know, a billion other people. Right. Yeah. I think it's not so unusual. Yeah. I think it's more that it's a conversation that we need to have together right. as opposed to obsessing or going into things in your head. So the book is called Love Letters for My Thighs <laughs> and, and All the Other I Juicy love Parts. That. <laughs> so, and it, the, 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 there's poems for my pancreas. <laughs> I've got heart haikus. I've got le limericks for my legs. I've got every part is addressed. And um, I think it will be, my plan is for it to be a very, very empowering and uplifting and funny um, guidebook for women. And I think it's going to become a play as well, like oh a vagina monologue style, style play. It sounds so original. It's fun. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so I is... look forward to sharing it with you. I do all too. You, so. and, um, and and so if they go to wendyhammers.com, they can find out about all you're doing Absolutely. and when the book drops yes, and everything. All of that. Very exciting. Thank you. Thanks for doing such oh. incredible work in the world Back to at you. help empower other women. Thank you. And, and yourself. So I look forward to your upcoming shows, your book, and everything else. Thank Thanks you. Thanks so much for being on. It's such a love. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we'll be here next week. So tune in again Wednesdays at noon here at Live, Love, Thrive, UBN, and uh, make it a great week. Hugs and happiness. Mm -hmm.